0: as well like one of the things that's really jumped out at me in recent weeks and the GB News stuff and the Foxes and the Tates the Calvin Robinsons and you know I like Coast guys talking about you know replacement theories and as the, the conspiracy stuff is like really closely linked to a lot of the like misogyny and stuff that we're talking about because there's a lot of the same people like putting it out there um, your Russell Brands and stuff like that, like, this is something that is also now becoming like frighteningly mainstream for me, Um, you know, we've joked in the past about the QAnon stuff and, you know, all the various, you know, aliens and, you know, everything that we've talked about over the years when it comes to, like, conspiracy theories and, you know, what we think about them, what parts we and don't agree with and what we understand and don't understand about them, like... But it's always been quite fringe for me Like these are things that we speak about Because we see them on like social media Or we happen to be fully on a YouTube channel Or whatever it is. Uh-huh. Like is We're now like looking at news channels Like you know GB News That I've got talking heads on 24-7 Like The Coast Guy And you know Fox And you know whoever else that They're, they're like mainstream platform And these really sort of horrific Sort of conspiracy theories And now I think just like this week, like last few days, like I don't know if you've been following any of the the Tory Party conference. Like, I mean, that was like fucking the conspiracy party conference, you know? What I mean, like, uh-huh. what has went on in the last sort of four or five days in Manchester is so unhinged and detached from reality, and is and is feeding directly. I mean, GB News has been out there lauded by you know Patel, who's talking about how they're you know. Fighting the good fight and you know putting out this great content that is like enriching and you're like what you know what I mean like, and it's because they're fucked it to ten extent that they have nothing else apart yeah. for the culture war yep, yep, yep. you know what I mean like, but that party conference in the last few days I mean we're seeing like the actual deliberate mainstreaming a conspiracy in British politics and. It's been coming for a while, clearly, but... Like, I don't know, 15-minute cities? Now, this is one of these ones that's become a real, like, right-wing... ...kind of hot button in recent, well, so years.
1: first of all, like, I don't understand what a 15-minute city is, so, so it's probably basically good like, to, like, get that out the road. You, it's
0: basically... We want you to be able to live somewhere that... ...all of the amenities that you require for life, like a GP surgery... Like a school for your kids and so on and so forth are within 15 minutes of your house. Right. So that you don't have to send your kids to a school at the other end of the city because that school's got better grades, or you don't have to oversubscribe at a GP that's known in your local area because, you know, that's the closest one to you and, you know, dental surgeries and whatever else. This is about, you know, you you don't
2: want. What are we at at the moment? Are we at like. 30 minutes, i don't like, know, what, <laughs> like I don't know. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm probably less than a
2: 15 minute city because
0: i can do all those things within a block minutes, uh, right? a block exactly right so these are things that already exist but it's again it's about then people will use Get less things. cars right people uh, will aye, aye. rely more on public transport and right. maybe use cycles and it'll be more environmental friendly and it's basically like hipster utopia is kind of like the thing they're pitching here. But the right of taking it is, you will be forced to stay within within 15 minutes minutes of your home. Uh You will be monitored on what streets you travel on and how often you travel. You will be monitored and restricted on how often you can shop and, you know, all these other... And they've taken, like, this really, like, dystopian, like, alternative, like, almost like Black Mirror... Image of what it is actually intended to be, and are now pushing that out into the mainstream. And we had two Tory ministers, one actually referenced in his like conference speech that, you know, we will we'll fight against these 15-minute cities because we believe in, you know, your liberty and your... Blah, 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 and it's just like fucking straw man bullshit. This is, this, so this, is coming like,
2: from, this is coming from the party that have made it impossible to get a doctor's employment. Yeah. Uh, the cost of dentistry and everything else gone through the roof and yeah. people are dying because they're on waiting lists for scans. Yeah, the, the same guys. So, so he's on the guys, stage right, at the party okay.
0: conference saying, you know, 15-minute cities are a bad thing and we will protect you. From this, you know, creeping fascism that is coming for you. And then after that they've got another one sitting on the BBC and the BBC lass is like, this is nonsense. Like nobody anywhere is like saying this. Uh-huh. Like you're completely fabricating this. And the guy just completely blanked what she said and just read just parroted exactly what had been said on stage uh-huh. about how you know we believe in liberty and freedom and blah, 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 and you're like and that was like copy and pasted across almost everything that was discussed at the Tory Party conference this week. Um, meat taxes. So I seen <laughs> right. the BBC interview with the the fucking
1: meat the health, tax. Was it the health minister? Right. Where she was like, you mentioned the meat tax in your speech, and she's like, but that that's not real, and she literally like spoke about something completely different for like 10 minutes Aye. just, just rabbited on there, just filibuster just boom 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 and then eventually they got a tune at her where she went well stuff like that said tongue in cheek and it's like I don't think you can get up and do a speech at a party conference and claim it to be don't satire. Or claim it to be some it's sort not comedy club it's again. No, you're not stand-up no, I mean, comedian. Like, uh, like you're a fucking politician that gets yeah. paid good a lot of fucking money for the public post today a duty, and you're up there claiming to be making jokes when you're only making jokes
0: because it is. Your conference pr- about your party platform uh-huh. for the coming election, uh-huh. about the year in government ahead—like this—is where serious grown-up decisions are meant to be made. <laughs> but what we've got is fucking Patel and Nigel Farage, like dancing, dancing to fucking dancing Tom Jones or whatever like, whatever. like the fuck was on. And like with fucking, Rishi Sunak, did he not come
2: in? Was it was it this conference that he came out in? like basically said oh i'm not gonna do seven bins in every household it's another I'm not one gonna do this. that was just before it do. and it was just a load of list of things that were never on the table never, or the never table. even existed exactly. in the first place so
0: they're just inventing stuff now and like the seven bins was one of them uh like the meat tax these were all things these were all just made up policies that they're <laughs> trying to basically say that the labor party are going to bring in uh-huh. so that they can go well, we're against that yeah, nobody's like, saying that, and they're like, yeah, but we're against it. But this is the pure. Like, this is just the pure Trump playbook.
1: Buttons. Aye, this, absolutely. This, this is this is where, our, our, and we've spoke about this a lot. About they're dragging. I mean, if if politics couldn't get any fucking lower, I mean, it's already pretty. The bar's pretty fucking low. Aye. for a politician and for the shit that you can get away with saying, they're dragging it into the fucking dirt. They're trying to. It's like a. The, 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 it's like a shitty football team going up against a fucking very good football team. Let, let's drag this into the fucking dirt. Let's Aye. get them into a fight that doesn't even exist. Yeah, like, s- of the bus tactics. Uh-huh. But th- this, this c- current like incarnation of the Tories are the lowest of the... Lo- I, I, I mean, how do they get lower than Boris? Like Aye. They've managed to fucking but get it. But there's
0: guys like Boris and Cummings that have looked at America and went, well, they have... Muddied the conversation over there to the extent with these conspiracy theories that nobody has got a clue what is going on anywhere. I seen one of the Scottish journalists Neil MacKay, aye, the day, and he was sitting talking on Twitter, and he made the just the just the most like cutting direct point on this is that we have spent four days talking about meat taxes in fifteen minute cities, and. The one thing in those four days that never got a single mention is the single biggest issue that the country's facing just now and it's the cost of living. Cost uh, of living crisis, And you're like not one word was mentioned about how they're going to fix it. So this this upcoming election, this is this is a snapshot.
2: But Sunik already said he wasn't gonna fix it, didn't he? Basically, when he came in he basically said like, um I'm gonna be the one that austerity basically was his was his solution. Oh I, I am
0: the ch- I am the change candidate. You're like, dude, you have been in for Twelve thirteen years. years. Twelve, fourteen, no, fourteen years by the we get him to fuck. You know what I mean? Eh?
2: We've never had a billion RPM, though. So it's mm. a change change of times. Aye. Had one, Aye. Aye it's, cool. not the ch- it's
1: not the change that we want. <laughs> Aye. Rishi,
0: you know. The guy's like, talking to us about HS2 rail lines while he's flying about the country in his private jet. I mean, like, Do you ever see the footage of him trying to pay for petrol? Oh, my God. Like, I,
1: try, I try to figure out where the petrol nozzle went and then how the k- pay the kiosk, I like contactless a contactless, contactless car and stuff. Aye, but that, know, like, this, is, this is the... I mean, we've said it many times over, but we'll say it again. This is the problem: is that these people are so fucking disconnected from mm-hmm. any sort of form of normal life that they don't represent people. They represent yep. they, re- they like it's been like this for a while, but they now nu- represent. I mean, like I th- I'm sure one of the solutions that Sunak come up for the cost of living crisis and to deal with inflation
0: was to lower taxes for businesses, and which is exactly what Liz Trust wanted today, and it tanked the economy. Uh-huh. And then she's back. She was she had a, an event on the the fringe she's launching of the her book, Tory party. She? Uh, she is launching a book, <laughs> um, but she had an event on the you know the the, the conference fringe where she wasn't like an actual party conference event but it was like in a building up the street you know what I mean and it was one of the best attended events of the entire conference like it was wall to wall people in that room to hear her speak and she went out there and regurgitated all the shit that got her banned and you know she's actually talking about running ...when Sunak loses the election... ...so the next time when they're out of power... as the opposition... ...she is now gearing up... ...to basically run again... ...for Should leader the Conservative not. Party... ...mate... ...she came away from the conference... ...and they were saying that... ...there's a block of up to 60 MPs... ...who are ready to vote with her... ...to try and basically make Sunak's... Well, ...life difficult everyone, because of the... It? ...how fragile his majority is... I mean, ...like Sunak's- 60 MPs voting against him... ...is going to cause havoc... And she is basically like, between now and the election, I'm going to make life as uncomfortable for this guy as humanly possible because when he gets binned, I want to replace him. And she's the most catastrophic Prime Minister in history. And there's like people that are like, oh, I know, maybe she wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? But all beside the point. Apparently her
2: book is shit crazy as well. Yeah, where it comes up with like economic strategies that are like straight from like the forties well, playbooks.
1: Th- this is right this now. is this is. I, th- I think it, I don't know if I mentioned it on an episode of Rebel City or I was talking to somebody else about it. She's wrote a book about economics. She tanked the economy. Like <laughs> In their, 45 their economic days. plan literally seen the end of the shortest fucking rain I think ever. I is and 40 40 days. Like, and now she's got a book
0: deal to talk no, about he, economics. It's she like, did her money budget with. Quarting or whatever his name is, and overnight the UK economy lost eighty-five billion pounds. Like, and she's like, uh, she's releasing a book about e- but economics. But this is the, this is a problem. This is the level it's of gaslighting that's uh-huh. going on. The...
1: This is what they've got: zero qualifications, zero idea of what will work. You know, they'll they'll just go. You know, look back to Thatcher. You know, it, it, this is Why? literally like where we're at You know what I mean? Like they just. It, it's crazy. There's lateral
0: insanity happening. But I think for the next year, we, like, as a population, really need to, like, strap in because that conference and just the just the, just the nonsense, like, just straight up made up lies and not, like, looking people straight in the face, telling a lie and being like, even when they're getting called out to their face that that's a lie, there's just double doing on it. Now, as the election gets closer that, that's all they've got left there's nothing they've been in power 13 years and there is not a single thing they can point, they can point to that they've that'll they've actually say well look at least we did X uh-huh. not only is this so HS2 that's high speed rail right you know is it an accident that he waited till he was in Manchester he announced that it wasn't coming to Manchester not wasn't he because that's a political calculation that he made that was going to deflect away from cost of living and all the other just daily scandals that they find themselves that we touched on in recent weeks like you know these are deliberate choices that's the guy is happy to look like an idiot because he is not an idiot and like you know HS2 was originally meant to cost what 30 to 35 billion Uh pounds it is now as a result of the pandemic and you know resources being scarcer and more expensive shot up to like 70 billion pounds, right? And it's not even going to get completed. It's not even going to get completed. It's not even going to go to the places that it's going to go to. And not only is it not going to go to the places that it's going to go to, he's also going to sell the land back that they didn't use. So there are business owners, and I seen a guy, I think was in the metro today, the and he was like, my land was basically <laughs> taken. I lost, it was one of the guys, it, 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 it owned a pub that he lived above. Right. And it was on the route that HS2, it was going to be on... So they use eminent domain or whatever the UK purchase, it, yeah, whatever the UK equivalent is, eminent domain, compulsory purchase order or whatever it is, to basically oust this guy out of his house and business, to then not build <laughs> the railway line that they ousted him for, uh, I mean- and he's selling the land, so it's not even as if somebody comes in, Starmer comes in next year and goes do you know what we're going to complete we've done these economic policies the UK is on the way back it's not like Brexit has no matter how they paint it just made it almost impossible for that to be the case aye but say it in world yeah Best case scenario, Starmer somebody comes in, the economy bounces back and they go, right, let's go back and finish HS two because you know, this is something that will we need twenty-first century infrastructure in a twenty-first century country. You know what I mean? Like there's rail lines that are literally all across the country for the Victorian era. You know what I mean? Like they can't even go back and do that now because to call back the money that they're losing, Sunak's selling the selling the land. So he's actually like cutting off the possibility. Denying.
1: I thought what you were going to say. Like my head went to. I thought you were going to say there's a business guy out there that sold his land to the Tories for like thirty million quid and mm. he's buying it back for like four. No, well, so probably <laughs> won't. Be, but there'll be shit like that happening. Oh, probably all be. All over like the place.
0: everything's a scam with them, so there'll be you know... there will be Conservatives. Aye, they'll so be... Oh, they land. sold it and then now they're yeah. going to get it back. folk yeah, making money left, right and centre <laughs> after... Absolutely, because who that's it, who they was are. was it
2: that set up the HS2 originally? Was that like a... Was I think that, that was Brown. I think it
0: was back in like Blair era. I'm pretty, pretty sure like sure it the was... The first conversations happened like the 99, early 2000s, whatever it is. It's been ongoing for at least 10, 15 years, I would say. While other countries around
1: the world of since stopped using the tech that they were going to put into HS2 and moved to better tech ah, in that time. We've still no been able to build we still been able to build a high-speed railway that goes from London to fucking Manchester. To fair, I'm not really surprised
2: after the job that they did in Edinburgh. Like, like yeah, we're, not we're not exactly trams. the best at this shit. <laughs> like, like yeah. We well, bought
1: the wrong fucking trams. Like, <laughs> like, see Jesus when you, Christ. See when you... <laughs> uh, see when you strip away every single bit of manufacturing <coughs> in a country how do you expect people to then just go like that and have the skills Aye. like have the skills to actually like build shit do you know what I mean we build fuck all in this country yeah we struggle to even build fucking houses that last a fucking decade never mind Aye. anything else but uh, it's one of the
0: things that just says.
2: HS2 probably also got a fucking shitload harder when you close the borders for all the people that do have the skills ah, who actually can <laughs> so, come in and build so it. So it makes it even. But, uh, that was another one I
0: let Truss's pie in the skies was that she wants us to get back to a place where the UK is building five hundred thousand homes a year. Now at what? the absolute height, of like social housing in the UK in like the sort of fifties and sixties. I think the figure I read somewhere was like it topped out around about 400,000 a year and like half of that was private companies half of that was the government and some of so, that be high rise shit that we're well, trying possibly, to avoid as well like possibly, do you know what I
2: mean like all those horrible 60s high rise shit that we've been trying to avoid to aye, aye. we've
0: been spending the last 20 the years getting ready that they want to live in and that's the problem is that uh, you can't even, you can maybe potentially build 500,000 homes a year it would break every record that ever existed but can you build 500,000 homes a year that people want to live in? And the answer is no. And they like, can
1: afford. Yep. Their idea of building 500,000 homes would probably be renting 500 fucking freight containers, <laughs> sticking them in the middle of a fucking field in the middle of fucking aye. Berkshire, and then going, look, aye, well, it's got a box. that's a house. You exactly. know what I mean? Uh, like, like aye. We've, we've sorted Legionnaires. We've sorted that crisis. But that's,
0: that's exactly what we're heading towards in the next year, I think, as Mary, this... And I, we're going to need to be aware of it. We're going to need to be like ready to call it out. And I, I'm already a bit tired calling it out. You know what I mean? Like, but it just, it just has to happen. Like these guys cannot be allowed to spend the next year lying to people's faces, knowingly lying to people's faces, and us going, "We know you're a fucking liar." And they're like, <laughs> "So what? Here's my lies." Like uh-huh. that cannot be allowed. Like the guys covering the conference the other week have done a reasonable job of calling out some of the bullshit but like if the people you are interviewing and the people that you are engaging with in mainstream media will not abide by the conventions of mainstream media you need to change your approach full stop like they can't eh, nod and smile and both sides of these things and you know hide behind ideas like balance. When somebody comes on your show, on your airways, and lies to your face, and lies to your audience, and then continues to double down and double down when they're called on it, like, you need to be tougher than current British journalism is. Like, they need to be calling it out, they need to be pointing it out, they need to be ready with facts to shoot it down, and then if they can't actually, like, get them to stop, they need to think about well, why are we platforming these guys? Should we have Jacob Rees-Mogg on News at 10 to talk for 20 minutes when we know that everything he says is a lie? Should we have people on this segment or Question Time or Talk Time, Women's Hour? Should we have these people on when we know for an absolute fact that they are coming here and every single word that comes out their mouth is going to be a lie? Why? Why? Why invite them? Why platform them? Why promote that idea? Because some government spin doctor went, today here are the five topics we're speaking about, and they go away and they put their panels together, and then they speak about those five subjects because that's what the government has told them we're talking about this week. Like, why are we still doing that? Like, why is that being allowed? Why, are they, why is Downing Street and the press and spin doctors dictating, you know, the direction of content uh-huh. when we know now... More than ever, more than any time in history, that what they are coming to peddle is propaganda. It's, a lot of shite. Uh-huh. it's propaganda. You know what I mean? It's culture war, bullshit. And like the the press need and the media need to get a grip it because Trump did it. They didn't have a fucking clue how to deal with him. And they report, his, even to this day, they report his shit verbatim. Like this week, Trump had his fraud case, which was already decided last week, partially, that, you know, he'd committed fraud, tax fraud, it's a civil case, he's lost his companies, he's lost his brand, can't trade in New York, so on and so forth. He went to the, the trial for the first two days, just so that he could have, like, impromptu press conferences at the front of the court, in between sessions, where he was going to, the judge is this, and you know, so-and-so is that, and blah, blah, blah. The
2: case should be thrown out.
0: Yep. Now, one of the things he said was that there was a dispute about the statute of limitations, and that the judge actually reversed his decision, and it basically meant that 80% of the case had now been thrown out. Now, that was complete complete, bullshit. Complete Complete lie. Total and utter lie. But the right-wing nutters, the Brands and the Tates and the Charlie Kirks and the whoever else that it happens to be, went out, amplified it straight away, and then we had the mainstream media outlets unquestioningly. Just regurgitating it to the point where the next morning they went into court and the judge went, so that's not true and here's why it's not true. I had to actually go in and clarify his own ruling in court because Trump had stepped two feet outside the front door of the court Told a pack of lies and the press just reported it. And you're like, you've learned nothing for 2016. Like you cannot just blindly platform this guy because he is a political candidate. You well, need to pre- be able. The to press have forgotten how to be journalists. That's they what I'm saying. They have learned something for 2016.
1: It. Donald Trump gets clicks. Donald Trump That's gets it. ad revenue. Donald Trump keeps this industry alive. Like the mainstream, like tabloid newspapers yeah. are dying on their fucking hoop because nobody's engaging with it anymore. And they, they know what's going to get clicks. They know. And so, and um, this is the, we spoke about this other issue many times. Too many people nowadays, I think, you know, attention spans, technology, mobile phones, people read headlines and then regurgitate it as truth. They yep. don't look at the fucking context. They don't look at the content of the, art, uh, the article.
0: They just look at the headlines and they get the clicks. These. News outlets just then fire the, the headline of... See, at the same time, one of the things they ignored about what Trump did this week outside of court was that the judge's clerk, they found a picture of her with a senior Democratic senator, a guy called Schumer, who used to be, I was like fucking leader of the House or some uh-huh. shit, right? But he was a very senior Democratic senator. Um, one of these boogeyman figures like Pelosi that they like to like poke fun at. This judge's clerk, this last had a picture with Chuck Schumer for whenever, years ago. Uh-huh. Trump put out a tweet saying this trial is unfair because the judge's clerk is Schumer's girlfriend. And then posted a link to her Instagram page on the actual tweet. i seen that. On I the actual that. tweet. I did that on Truth, Truth, yeah. Social, or whatever. Media went anywhere near that. So they're out reporting these lies about rulings and such and such, completely ignoring what actually went on in the courtroom that they were in. But yet, when he's out there actually doxing people and, like, threatening their lives and like, public, standing on the steps of a court, they've got nothing to say about it. And that's where we need to, like, get better. Uh-huh. And this is what the UK guys need to learn a lesson about because they can't let... Patel, come on, or Sue a Braverman, and the you know Enoch Powell impersonations, and uh-huh. just let it go. You, you know what I mean? All sorts uh, of some of the getting... stuff that was said, not oh. just the conspiracy stuff, but just uh. the outright lies about migrants and the impact that they have on our economy and our, 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 our country. Like, so they, they can't just be allowed to just. all well, this is we report what they say. Like, no, you have got a duty to <laughs> also. That- Challenge. Yeah,
2: Yeah, but we know that the media sources like we know that the BBC we know that like there are certain media outlets that are completely politically aligned like That's not new. That's not 2016 That's Mm -hmm. that's that's long-standing like